2: Good evening, Rifters. This is Rifts and Rules, the 5e DD podcast where we go through the many 5e books and talk about various rules and haunted gameplay experience.
3: I'm Nathan, the Dungeon Master of Riftwake. And I'm Remy, a player on Riftwake and a Dungeon Master myself. And today we're here to talk to you about spell points. So spell points are yet another thing that are mentioned in the Dungeon Master's workshop chapter of the Dungeon Master's Guide. So in that chapter nine, there is a huge section of optional rules, variant rules that are available for fifth edition D&D. And there are many, many things that I do find to be quite interesting throughout that whole chapter. So once again, I do highly suggest just looking through that in general. But for today, I'm here to focus on the Spell Points Variant Rule, and this is a part of how to modify classes in 5th edition D&D. So, I have gone on full-on Remy rants in the past, I know, about how much I dislike the spell slots system used by Dungeons & Dragons. I find it to be stupid, I find it to be overly complicated, and there is, right here in the DMG, a variant rule available, and it is a system that I think is incredibly interesting, And honestly, I'm still a little bit surprised that it is so little known, let alone so little used. It is not perfect, and I will absolutely be going into that later on in the episode. But first things first, let's go into what the hell I'm talking about. One way to modify how a class feels is to change how it uses its spells. With this variant system, a character who has the spellcasting feature uses spell points instead of spell slots to fuel spells. Spell points give a caster more flexibility, at the cost of greater complexity. In this variant, each spell has a point-based cost or sorry, has a point cost based on its level. The Spell Point Cost Table summarizes the cost in spell points of slots from first to ninth level. Cantrips don't require slots, and therefore don't require spell points. Instead of gaining a number of spell slots to cast your spells from the spellcasting feature, you gain a pool of spell points instead. You expend a number of spell points to create a spell slot of a given level, and then use that slot to cast a spell. You can't reduce your spell point total to less than zero, and you regain all spent spell points when you finish a long rest. Spells of 6th level and higher are particularly taxing to cast. You can use spell points to create one slot of each level of 6th or higher. You can't create another slot of the same level until you finish a long rest. The number of spell points you have to spend is based on your level as a spell caster, as shown in the table below, Yada yada. Uh, your level also determines the maximum level spell slot you can create. Even though you might have enough points to create a slot above this maximum, you can't do so. The table applies to bards, clerics, druids, sorcerers, and wizards. For a paladin or a ranger, have the character's level in that class and then consult the table. For a eldritch knight fighter or arcane trickster rogue, divide the level in that class by three. This system can be applied to monsters that cast spells using spell slots, but it isn't recommended that you do so. Tracking spell point expenditures for a monster can be a hassle. And then it goes to the actual tables themselves with all the numbers, and I'll get back to the actual numbers involved in a little bit. First, I just want to get your take, Nathan. What do you think about this based on what I have said so far? Okay, so
2: what I can tell is basically that Spell points in general allow for a lot more um, flexibility for the players to choose what they feel like is most... useful for them for example you could use it for you use your points or something more powerful or say that's more say you more most of your spells are lower level utility based One you can still use your higher spell slots to actually be useful
3: rather than just have them lay dormant exactly so before i get into too much of the analysis actually let me also backtrack a moment what does this spell point system remind you of? I'm uh, not sure. So this is just a stupidly named mana system. This is just you have a pool of magic and you spend it to cast your spells. So you don't have to keep track of nine levels of spell slots and you just have X amount of magic and each spell costs Y amount of points to spend so in its own description it says that this system is more complex but i think that they're wrong in saying that the idea of just being able to have one thing to track and you could just have the chart of this is how much your spells cost and that's that it's it makes it so much easier to keep track of instead of having to remember i have four first level spell slots three the second level spell slots three third level spell slots. that is a dumb system. Uh, uh, Anyway, sorry, I have done that rant already. I will not reiterate that part. (laughs) But the idea of just having a pool of magic honestly would make it so much easier. But with that being said, can you see what could be the potential downside of using spell points? Well, wouldn't it be rather
2: unbalanced if a player were able to cast a first-level spell like a stupid amount of times if they were (laughs) high-level... correctly
3: exactly that is exactly the downside so the one that immediately comes to mind for me would be cure wounds or healing word any of the healing magic type spells so if you have you know a higher level magic user and just for the sake of convenience let's just say they have 50 spell points at some point Uh, that's actually not even a number they will have but For convenience. So, if you have 50 spell points and then a first level spell costs two points, so then that would mean that they would have 25 castings of first level spells available at that point. And that would be available looking at the chart. A ninth level character would have actually a little bit more than that so at that point 25 castings and if you think about a spell like goodberry that could arguably get kind of ridiculous because at that point considering one casting of goodberry casts or uh, sorry creates 10 berries then that would mean that a ninth level druid would then be able to create 250 individual berries at ninth level so that's not great in terms of just the huge amount of low level spells. On the other hand, I really do think that the ease of magic does provide a massive, massive benefit to magic casting in general, in terms of the complexity of fifth edition and honestly, pretty much all historical D&D spell casting. Once again, I will just reiterate, I hate spell slots so much. So, now let's dive into the actual numbers and see how it kind of balances out. So, the first chart here is how much, how many points rather, each levels of spell costs. So, cantrips are 0 because they don't require an expendable resource. First level spell, 2 points. Second level, 3. Third level, 5. Fourth level, 6. Fifth level, 7. Sixth level, 9. Seventh level, 10. 8th level 11, and 9th level spells 13 points. So even 9th level spells only, quote unquote, cost 13 points. So in my opinion, at least, there are definitely both pros and cons to the numbers as written. So I honestly do not know why they made the numbers as complicated as they did. To be honest, I would personally much prefer if they just made it 1 through 9 because that would be easier. And then that would be a good explanation in world of why is something a first level spell or a seventh level spell is that is how much magic it takes to cast. And in world that explanation would just slot in so nicely to my logic oriented mind. The fact that they did use these kind of arbitrary numbers Honestly pisses me off because even going back into older editions of D&D, it was better numbers. It Like in previous editions, they used to have spell points as an option still, but it used to be just 1, 3, 5, 7, 9, 11, 13, 15, 17, even escalation of numbers. So this 2 3 5 6 7 9 10 11 13 ugh, it just gives me the heebie-jeebies it just there's no logical progression to those numbers and ooh I don't like that
2: it could be a balancing thing that they realized in development perhaps
3: it very well could be and to be fair, I've been just looking over the numbers and playing with them just for my own use because I do really like this system. But I I have not found any pattern to those numbers. Uh, fun fact, though, I did find a correlation, though, where they are actually using those numbers for something else. And this is only because probably just the fact that I am the weird numbers with person that i am that i recognized it so that the fact that the you know first through fifth level spells are two three five six seven was familiar to me because the sorcerer class uses sorcery points as one of their main class features and part of the way that that works is the fact that they are able to use their sorcery points to create spell slots. And wouldn't you know it, that ratio they use for first through fifth level spells is two, three, five, six, seven. So the spell point system is kinda sort of already used in terms of making additional spell slots for sorcerers. So it is canonically kind of used. So I recognize that, oh wait, they are using the thing. The part that aggravates me, though, is that sorcerers use sorcery points to create spell slots. However, going in the opposite direction, when they are converting a spell slot to sorcery points instead of vice versa, instead of using the same ratio, it is just, if you expend a fifth level spell slot, it is five sorcery points. So, they made the, the, the transfer going back and forth, only it, they changed the efficiency going in the other direction, and why, why do they have to hurt me with using bad math and logic? Ah, that is a thing that just infuriates me. So, they do at least use the same numbers, though, for spell points and sorcery points to create spell slots. Uh, Also, to be honest, the fact that they do phrase it in the dungeon master's workshop section here that it does create a spell slot and then use it to cast the spell is dumb. Just Get rid of the spell slots. You expend spell points and the spell is cast. I don't know why they are trying to shove spell slots down our throats, even here in the section getting rid of them. So they have the math there and it lines up with the sorcerer class. What also pisses me off is that it does not line up for monks. So monks are the other class that use a point system, in their case, key points. However, one of the also kind of underutilized subclasses of the monk is the way of four elements. So monks who have that subclass are pretty much a bender of some kind, like an avatar, the last airbender. So you are able to pick elemental abilities to be used alongside your martial abilities so it is so very much obvious to me at least that whoever made that subclass is just a fan of avatar and made it that way which fair enough it's a fantastic show although the movie is garbage anyway uh also fun fact uh kind of tangent on my tangent once again but in the way of the four elements Well, actually, sorry, let me backtrack before I get to my tangent. So in the way of the four elements, you are able to pick as you level through the class various elemental abilities. So you can choose to gain the ability to cast Fireball using your key points. So Fireball is a third level spell. So for points, that would normally be five. Monks are able to cast it with four key points. They're also able to later on learn the Wall of Fire spell, which is a fourth level spell, but that costs five key points instead of six spell points, as would be the norm. So I actually went through all of the elemental abilities that the four elements monk has and found that the formula that they use is it's just the level of the spell plus one is how many key points it costs to cast the spell. So a first level spell is two key points, and then it's just two through ten points to cast a spell. Linear logic! Yes! Finally! Why isn't the rest of it that way? So, that's the good news. The thing that I mentioned that I wanted to tangent on quickly is that I'm, I'm not sure if I found a mistake, or if they just are bad at math, which has been proven to be true, unfortunately. But there is one ability, Rush of the Gale Spirits, That lets you cast the gust of wind spell, which is a second level spell, for two key points, but by the formula used for every other ability it ought to be three, because second level spell, plus one, three key. So I haven't found anything that says that it's a typo. I haven't found any justification online. There's nothing in the errata. So I'm honestly not sure if that's just a typo, or if because it is a, you know, less combative spell, if they just made it ever so slightly cheaper. But it is an oddity that it is the only ability on the entire list that doesn't follow that level plus one formula. So going back to the actual Oh, excuse me. Uh, going back to the actual charts about spell points so as you level up you gain more spell points just like you would normally gain spell slots as you'd level up and the progression of it is also rather interesting so it goes from four points at level one all the way up to 133 at level 20 and what is odd to me about that is that because there is that restriction that you can only cast levels or sorry spells of 6th level and up once per day which would mean then that even though you can potentially have the point to cast higher level magic Often, I mean, even a ninth level spell is only 13 points, but even though you have 133 spell points at max level, the fact that it does limit you like that does kind of make sense, especially because of the fact that if you had that many spell points, then in theory You know, having more than 10 castings of Wish a day would be absolutely insane. Not to mention if you have something like a wizard with Arcane Recovery to get back half their points. Well, that would just be silly at that point. But again, this is one of those times where I just I don't like the math that they use. I can fully understand that they base the spell points on escalating how much they are able how many spell slots they normally would have access to but i honestly am not sure if they just tried to keep it simple for the sake of complications but there's again i hesitate to call it an error but an inconsistency so high level magic users actually don't max out at one casting of sixth level spells so, when you get to a 19th level character, so again, I understand that this is particularly high level for it to matter, but again, inconsistency, uh, it bothers me. So, a 19th level character can cast two 6th level spells per day, while a 20th level character can cast two 6th level and two 7th level spells per day. So, the fact that it does max that out at 6th level in the spell point system is actually inconsistent with normal spellcasting and limits higher-level magic even more, which, again, irksome. So, that being said, that is all of the rules involved in the official Spell Points system. So, with that being said, what would you say, Nathan, would be the pros and cons of the system?
2: So, um, here's my thoughts. Uh, When it comes down to it, Spell Points, I feel, are quite... um unique in which they seem to be extremely balanced towards having a lot of lower lower spell lower leveled spells you know um usage because of the way they work which means that say Generally speaking, if you what you're looking for in your spell system is you want more flexibility, you want um perhaps perhaps a bit more focus towards uh, being able to do what the player wants rather than just having a bit more of a spread. Um, that's what you could do. But the like the benefits of using a spell slot system basically means that it's a lot. It may be a lot more restricted, but the Players are able to, um are basically now kind of forced into using their more powerful spells instead of maybe shooting off five different fireballs. They can go for one powerful fireball that they've boosted up um because they're restricted into it you know that kind of thing so nah, it, it really depends on what you're looking for in your game
3: indeed and that is both the pro and the con of the spell point system especially as written there is an enormous shift of balance towards the convenience of low-level spells. So using healing spells or being able to use a spell like shield every single goddamn turn as your reaction, and you just be able to spam it all day long. I mean, especially, again, a 20th-level magic user has 133 spell points, which would mean, then, that they would have... Oh, uh, would that even be... I'm tired and bad at math now. Uh... 50, 65, 66 castings of a first level spell. So a 20th level character could cast 66 healing wards or 66 good berries or 66 shields. That is just an enormous amount of useful low level spells. However, I do also want to bring up the question now, is that actually a bad thing or just a different thing? So because of the fact that you do have access to these many castings of low-level spells, how would that actually change the gameplay as well as the world? So in your own game, Nathan, in playing Riftwake, how often would you say magic users in the party actually even use their full spell slots in a day
2: pretty much almost never yeah there's right. never been an instant of this happening
3: so even in you know a quote-unquote normal D game it doesn't really come up that well actually uh to phrase it another way how many turns would you say any individual character even has in a D combat
2: probably like 3 to 4 to 5,
3: maybe? Yeah, that sounds about right. Somewhere between 3 and 5. So even if you have so many more spell casts available to you, how much would that actually change combat balance in an individual encounter?
2: Mm, It wouldn't really be much because effectively, if it was only that many and you don't really use up your slots anyway, it doesn't change much as that before. In the case where you do come across multiple combat encounters and only then uh, will it really come into play.
3: Exactly. That is exactly the point I hoped that you would see. So what makes this particularly advantageous to use is that this would give magic users a lot more availability in terms of multiple encounters, that is the biggest advantage to the use of this system. Especially if you consider melee classes generally do not have an expended resource and even the ones that do like a battle master fighter gets them back with a short rest so if you were to use the spell points system with your magic users your melee people in the party would be fine with a short rest your magic users would still have a good amount of magic left and the fact that they can cast you know, up to fifth level spells with no limitation, really, except for just their pool available, it really doesn't actually limit or change that much. But it gives magic users more flexibility for multiple encounters. So if you are playing in a game that does use multiple encounters more often, and then you run into the problem of your magic users running out of the useful spell slots for the spells that they have available then this system is absolutely something worth consideration to use to make it a little easier for them to have multiple encounters in a single adventuring day so that is the official rules i do just want to go on one minor tangent of just how i personally would potentially homebrew it to make it a more logical system, because I'm me, and of course. First off, like I said, I don't like the point costs involved. So I would simply have it be 1-9, through and that the reason spells are the level they are is because that is the quantity of magic required to cast it. That's just, it ties a neat little bow around it, and I just like that idea. So then after that, the question would be, okay, how much? i keep wanting to say how much mana just because i am biased from every other media source so how many spell points would a character have that's the bigger question because of the extra flexibility that the system can grant i honestly don't like how large and weird the numbers get the fact that it goes from four to 133 again i i don't like odd numbers so i will keep it to even numbers so, again, just depending on how high magic you'd want to get with it, I would just simplify everything to either two or three points per level. So, if you did two points per level, then you would just scale up two, four, six, eight, et cetera. And then at level 20, you would have 40 spell points. So 40 spell points with spells casting 1 through 9 would probably actually be a relatively similar balance to the current system in terms of how many spells can be cast. So it's actually a little bit, you know, quote unquote worse in that that would mean 40 first level spells instead of 66. But honestly, if you're needing to cast 66 spells in a single day, Uh, i would talk to your dm because that's either a lot of encounters or just your party is in like some horrible situation but having 40 spell points and then you can cast i would also change the limit so instead of capping out at you can only cast six through nine once a day i would just say you can only cast eighth and ninth once per day because honestly, 6th and 7th level spells are incredibly powerful in the world, but they are not world-changing the way that 8th and ninth level spells could be. So the ones that come to mind for me would be at 6th level, Disintegrate is an amazingly useful spell. 7th level, Teleport. That is the one where that might get used. So the idea of players being able to potentially use up a large amount of their stock of magic to cast teleport more than once per day, I'm okay with that, because that makes sense as risk-reward using up a large chunk of your available magic to cast that spell to get the fuck out of a bad situation. So having those levels of spells is fine to me, balance-wise. So if you just had 2 through 40 points available, 1 through 9 for the cost, it is easy, it is linear, and it just is easier to keep track of. Because that is the biggest issue I have with spell slots, is that it is complicated to track which spell slots you have expended. So if you narrow it down to a single resource for a spellcaster to track, It just becomes easier for the DM and the player to manage. And that is why I highly, highly do suggest putting serious consideration into utilizing either the as-written or some version of homebrew of spell points.
2: Thanks for listening to this episode of Refs and Rules. Please leave us a review and give us five stars on iTunes. Also, support us on Patreon at patreon.com/refweekpodcast. Tier stars lower is a dollar, and even that much really helps us out. Supporters get benefits such as behind-the-scenes content, early access to episodes, access to the Patreon Discord, where you will chat with the cast, and even a shout-out on the show. Find us on social media on Twitter at Podcast on Facebook as refwake, and on Reddit on the subreddit r podcast. And now send us an email,
3: Refs and Rules at gmail.com that's riffs and rules at gmail.com
1: thanks for listening bye you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours activities excursions and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable